This is the Milo Beasley Show. This is the Milo Beasley Show. There's only one thing you need to know. This is the Milo Beasley Show. And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to the Milo Beasley Show. This week, I am super stoked uh, that the... The, the series of events that went on for this interview were, uh, were, were kind of funny. So we're going to go ahead and get into them right after I announce our guest. Please help me welcome at this time, Luke Null. How are you doing, man? Yo, living the dream. Yeah, does man. my apartment look like I live in an anthropology? Uh, it kind of does. That's what I'm going for. That's, it's, it's, a good, it's a good look. Yeah, so um, I, I hit you up. Uh, I... I, I you know, found your information uh, on your website, sent you an email. And then like the next day I saw you and uh, my, my boy Shane Hartline had done a video together. Ha love Shane. Great dude. Yeah, man. Uh, so you're uh, so, yeah, I want to talk about that real quick. So you guys, is that the first video that you guys have done together? We've done, I, I'm not sure which one you saw, but we've done a bunch. We, we like, okay. he's a big fan of just like, if we have a, he has a silly idea, he'll hit me up and be like, Yo, you want to roll over tomorrow? And do, so it's been very fun. We we were fast yeah. friends. Yeah, I saw the uh, uh, roommate is a dog video. Yes, that is that is the newest installment of our of our series of living with a dog video. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> I had a dog sit, and I'm like, we might as well get this dog into a sketch of some kind. Right. Yeah. The dog was a great actor. The dog really brought the heat. She she really <laughs> killed it. So, uh, so yeah, so you're out there doing, uh, the LA stuff. Are you, um, getting back on track after all, you know, the, the downtime doing the club scene, doing, you know, that type stuff, just recording, writing, recording as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been, I mean, obviously pandemic stuff, all that, all that stuff went away or was like zoom shows or, you know, doing right. like zoom college gigs. That's really where you want to be as a, as a comedian is, is performing Zoom college gigs. Uh, that was tough. But it, yeah, it's nice. Like, you know, every state is doing different stuff. But like right. I, I have been getting back on the road a little bit. I'm really excited okay. the, the next couple of weeks. I'm doing Chicago and Columbus, New York, Boston. I'm hitting it. I'm back on the road. It's pretty right. good. And that's like your your old stomping grounds, right? Chicago is where I came up. I definitely, oh, I'm so excited to go back there. Yeah. I'm going back a day early just so I can see the peeps, you know? Right. That's gotta, that's gotta feel good to be able to go back home and, and, you know, beyond that, you know, are you, are you hitting up? Are you, is this, so is this going to be a new stage or is this a stage that you, you know, grew up on and, you know, and, and then are coming back to? It's weird, man. I feel like I, it's it's new. So I'm going to be opening for one of my favorite bands, actually, um, called Jukebox the Ghost. They rule. If you never heard them, check them out. Uh, they got um, and every Halloween. They do like a mini tour called Halloween where they come out at the end and they do like a mini set and they dress up as queen and they're, they, they kill it. They're, they're really great. They're cool dudes. And so I'm, I'm opening for them on, on this little tour of four cities um doing doing Halloween. so i'm really excited that's uh, awesome but, but we're doing the house of blues in chicago so it's like a a real deal sweet venue oh. that you know not a comedy thing and but it's weird like going back to chicago I, a lot of my old stomping grounds are not 
there waiting for me. Like the pandemic took out a lot of the improv oh, no. um, scene. Yeah. So like the old IO that that's where, you know, right. I, I spent a lot of time that that ain't there no more. And that, that goes for kind of improv everywhere across the country did not survive it. Like just did, did not stand the test as a business model. Um, to operate with slave labor and uh, keep make people take your classes and stuff. And then the, the yeah, it, it, right. It revealed itself to not be able to survive the pandemic. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a bummer. Do you think it could come back? I, I mean, I'm sure it will in some capacity, but um, the big, the big institutions uh, I was surprised everywhere, like UCB in New York and LA, those are all, they're not back yet, you know? Um, uh, IO in Chicago closed down. Second City was on in the Annoyance Theater is another one that I really love in Chicago. We're kind of on life support. I think they're back now. I'm not sure, but it's they took a hit. Took a hit. Uh, that's 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 unfortunate. And and you said going back to Columbus, so going back to Ohio, your home state. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gotta that's gotta feel good too. Now I know you're uh, you know from some of your videos, you're big uh, Cincinnati, big Ohio sports fan. Unfortunately, yeah, it's a it's a true curse. It's um an abs I would yeah, I describe it as an absolute waste of time. Um and I and I'm just in too deep now, like full blown sunk cost fallacy. Uh yeah, it's my team. They stink. But at least the, the Bengals look cool out there. Like, you know, at least they got good, you know, they their jerseys are cool. Their hey, we're four and cool. two. We're as of this moment, we're winners, baby. Uh, no, they'll, they'll ruin everything soon. That's just <laughs> how it goes. But right now, gotta love it. Dude, in your intro video, has anyone ever told you how much you look like Derek trucks? No, the, the famous guitarist, Derek trucks with, when you had long hair, no, when I haven't had long I hair. Look you look, I literally thought you were interviewing Derek trucks of the Tedeschi trucks band. He's a he's a famous, um, blues guitarist. You look just like that guy, huh? <laughs> with, maybe, with your... maybe I will. I'll I'll reach out to see if I can do the interview, and then I'll just put the beanie on so you can't tell like it's you know short hair, and then it'll be like a a mirror. <laughs> I think you'll have to grow it back out, man. Derek's gonna sniff that out quick. He's, yeah. he's gonna want to see if you've got the full blown ponytail again. <sighs> gosh, uh, it's been I, I had I had so I had long hair for gosh, literally my entire adult life, and then a couple years ago, just you know, did the adult thing and cut it off. How did it feel? Did you feel like you lost a bit of your soul? Um, a little bit, a lot, a little bit of the identity. Sure. You know, people, you know, people are like, Oh, where's your hair? Oh, that's all you. Okay. That, you know, the long hair is a vibe though, dude. I'm, I'm into it. But yeah. I'm, into the I mean, short. Not that I'm against the short. <laughs> and then, uh, and then speaking of sports, I know you're a uh, Ohio guy, uh, uh, but Cincinnati University of Cincinnati mm-hmm. number two cool. in the nation right now. Are are you, even though it's not your, your school, are you still rooting for them a little bit? Oh, I can. I, it, yeah, definitely passively root for Cincinnati sports, even the ones that I'm, I don't follow because I didn't go to UC. So right. they're not like my team, but I can right. definitely be happy for them. You know, I'm, I'm glad they're getting some love, but I was robbed on the University of Cincinnati campus, uh, home invasion style. So they'll always be near and dear oh. to my heart. Well, that's uh, gosh, bringing up bad memories here. Holy, hey, all right, it's a good memory now. It's a good memory now. I I was not hurt 
Yeah. So all, you know, it's on it, Yeah. I tell that story on my comedy album. I have a live stand up album and it's like, you know, when you hear the story, you're like, that's very messed up. And, but looking back on it, if I had to choose to be robbed again, I'd choose those same guys. They seem like pretty, pretty good dudes. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean, if you're going to do it again, you might as well go with the, the folks that, you know, exactly. Um, now, now bringing it back to, you know, hometown and stuff like that. When did you get into comedy? When did you get into playing the guitar and which of those two came first? Um, you know, like I feel like, uh, in high school I was buddies with a lot of friends who like were in bands and stuff. And so I was always kind of on the outside looking in with that. Like I was always like, like I learned guitar to be like ready to go in case anybody needed a, like a bass player or a guitar, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. So, but I was never really in a band. My, I had a oh. friends that were, but I was never the guy in the band, but I was like, just ask me, I'm ready to go. Um, yet I'm also too timid to start my own. Um, so, uh, and then I, you know, I was a theater kid and so I would like bust out the guitar backstage and I started, you know, was when I was young, was just making people laugh, making up songs and stuff. And then college, I started doing, you know, improv and sketch and stand up. That's where the bug kind of bit me. And, you know, after I did stand up a few times, you know, after college, I moved to Chicago to kind of go after it, you know, because Chicago is where you go for improv and sketch. It's right. kind of you know, that's the name of the game there. Right. And so, you know, I was doing, I was doing stand up a little bit, but not primarily with my guitar. And then I did it with my guitar a few times. And I'm like, I think that this is what that I should focus on this. You right. know what I mean? Like, I think I, I got something going here. They, you know, they, they talk a lot in stand up about like finding your voice, um, which, can mean a lot of different things to different people. But for me, I was like, Oh, the guitar feel, I feel very natural and confident on stage with this and then off to the races. And that, that kind of is what I've embraced and kind of made a, a living off of since. Now, do you have to, when you're, you know, booking gigs, do you, is that something you have to avoid like booking, you know, or either opening or opening for somebody else with a guitar? Um, you know, it's weird, man. I think, I do think being a guitar guy in the comedy world, uh, comes with its own slings and arrows that you have to suffer a little bit. Cause there's a, I, I'm a big believer that with music comedy, it's either really, really good or really, really bad. There's no one that's like, he's an all right music guitar. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to think of myself as, as, as on the good spectrum, but right. It's uh, there's, there's definitely some jabronis out there that when you watch me, that, you know, I'm always rooting for a fellow guitar guy. Anytime I'm on a lineup out in LA or anywhere else where there's another musical comic, I, I genuinely want them to be good. I don't feel competitive with them. I want like, you know, to not have people be like, Oh, they all suck. You know what I mean? Cause there's a right. lot that's, but yeah. I, um, as far as like opening for other comics goes, it's hard because a lot of comics don't want that before them. You know, oh. it's just an energy huh. difference. Like 
I remember one time I was doing a festival. I was doing Moon Tower um, Festival a few years back in Austin, which is great. It's one of the my favorite comedy festivals. Uh, and, you know, they book you on a bunch of shows. They put you, you know, and one of my bigger sets, it was uh, me opening for the comedian Todd Berry. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, Todd yeah. Berry. I, yep. He's great. He's a killer. But he's like the lowest possible energy guy there is and like he just i opened for him and he was just he spent like 10 minutes up top just being like why would they book us to get why would they ever put us together this is right. truly night and day in terms of like not not that he was crapping on my you know content or what you know right but, uh, he was just like this is this doesn't work <laughs> and i'm like this is and in a nutshell that is a thing um it's hard to open for just straight stand up sometimes, but I love it when I do it. And I love opening for bands too. It's because that's kind of, I got them right where I want them, where a lot of the times regular standups, when they open for bands, it it's that same energy. It doesn't work. Right. But for me, I walk out with a guitar and the crowd thinks I'm going to be some singer songwriter kind of guy. And then I hit him with a song about my butt or something. And you know what I mean? Like it ends up being a fun little sneak attack. Right. They, they're, they see you walk uh, one guy out there with a guitar and they're like, who's this like acoustic. Yes. Jabron? Like, and then they, they it's, exactly it's going to be a, a night with the wallflowers or something. Um, yeah, so who Jake are some Dillon. of your inspirations? Who did you watch when you were growing up? Uh, you know, I, I always loved as far as like music comedy people go. I mean, I was obsessed with Tenacious D. Oh my God. That Tenacious D first album is like the best. Uh, Fly of the Concords, Stephen Lynch, Tim Minchin. Uh, well, you know, when I was in college, like the, um, and after college, like Garfunkel and Oates, they're really funny too. Uh, um, absolutely. And, you know, I, as far as like music comics, Bo Burnham, I love them all. I love them all. And I love them all for different reasons. Um, but as far as like what I do, I think I am a little different than what they do. I, I, I might be closer to some of those guys now, but there was a, there was a little while there where I was like, um, I really wanted my songs to be catchy. Like I want my tunes to be earworms in a way that a lot of comedy songs, uh, you know, sometimes you sacrifice uh, musicality in exchange for jamming as many jokes in as possible. I'm a big fan of like, if there's four jokes in a three minute long song, but it's like going to be stuck in your head. I, I will do that. No. I will let, I'll let it breathe for a second. You know? No, absolutely. I, I understand that a hundred percent. It's the, the, then you get the repetition and thinking people are right. just thinking about you the whole time. Exactly. I want people to have nightmares of my songs. Most people want dreams, but you want the nightmares. I like it. Yeah, I want. I I really am trying to skew negative. I want to make that clear. I want it to be to haunt you, right? Like people throwing bottles, screaming your name in vain. Damn exactly. it, Luke! Yes, I want the I want the Blues Brothers like uh, country western bar like yes. fence in front of me so that people can. Is that the is that the goal? Is the 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 country western? <sighs> yes, but you can't resist it. You still you're still you know buying the ticky and showing up. That's right. That's but you, do you know? Do you know roll hide, you know, in case you have to get out of it? 
I oh, absolutely exactly. <laughs> you always have that on the back burner in case you got to bust it out. Uh, absolutely. Now, did you bring your did you did you bring your guitar? Did you play your guitar for your SNL audition? Yeah, I did. That was one of the kind of the conundrums of my my uh, story. There was like every time they saw me, every time they saw me, and I, and they saw me, you know, two year two separate years in Chicago. They they right. saw me, you know, the year they hired me, I I they saw me twice in Chicago. Then they flew me out to New York twice too. Every time they saw me, I did a different, you know, bit with a guitar, a snippet right. of a song, a little bit of stand up, a character singing, whatever it is I was doing, something musical with my guitar every time they saw me. So then when I eventually was hired there, they, you know, got the call and uh, was invited to join the cast, I, I really was like, oh, this would be, this seems like my niche, you know, that seems right. like what they want because they don't really have somebody there right now that that's the lane that they, you know, take up. And, you know, during my year there, I definitely pitched a lot of music and it became abundantly clear. That is not what they wanted from me. Oh. You know what I mean? So, and I definitely had to learn that the hard way that that was like, they were never going to let me, you know, sit at the update desk and sing a song adam sandler style that they, that just wasn't something they were interested in from me and it took me too long to kind of realize that um but it's also it's it's really hard to get your stuff on the show and it's tough to get an at bat in that sphere right did you feel like you maybe didn't bug them enough or did you maybe bug them too much like do you um, you can only do so much bugging because you got to remember there's a lot of people there and everybody's fighting for a little teeny bit of real estate to get their thing on the show. Right. And, you know, part of what's tough, there's a lot. I mean, I could talk your ear off for an hour just going through the 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 hoops you have to jump through to get your thing on Saturday Night Live. But one of the steps in it is that you it has to survive a table read, you know, that's going to be pretty hostile because everyone else wants their thing to do better and right. be funnier and be on the show instead. And so you get a little bit of the, the comedy nerd arms crossed, like what the heck is this stuff, you know, kind of, kind of feeling. Uh, but what stinks is with a song, you know, you can read ahead. Like my joke is going to be burned before you get to, he, you know, like I'm slower than your eyes are going to be reading the page when sometimes in a sketch, it it hits you as you're reading it because it's being read out loud in real time. Whereas with a song, you can kind of see where the joke's going before it hits. And then right. I always thought, but in my head, I was always like, oh man, if you guys let me try once, one song, one time in front of a general audience, I'm pretty confident that they would be pretty down with it. You know what I mean? Like I was always yeah. like, I'm confident that a, a normal viewer would, would, not you know have the same opinion absolutely is there something that you wish you would have known before uh mm -hmm. you know before you're you know either uh being cast or you know during that year if there's something that you wish you would have known prior to getting the gig you know i i, I say this uh you know a few years out you know because i'm at the point now where i'm so thankful for the for the year i got to be there and i you know 
it they stomp my ass out like a i'm sorry i don't know if i'm allowed to curse on your show oh, yeah, stomp, it's the internet yeah they stomp me out like a cigarette a little bit i was very very green very midwestern polite and that is not that that personality type doesn't survive very long over there but uh the thing that i learned because i because I really genuinely believe I would not have really been able to change my fate. I think uh, just the timing of everything, they, they didn't necessarily need another, you know, nondescript white guy uh, to join the show the year I joined. I, you know, I was the low man on the totem pole. I knew that, uh, you know, I was happy with the, the crumbs that I got while I was there and, and learned so much. But the thing I tell younger um, comedians that I wish I would have realized before I got there is um, I spent years of my life doing improv and performing improvised comedy in Chicago. You know, it's like five, six nights a week for years, you know? Right. No. <laughs> and it's definitely helpful if your dream is to do sketch comedy to to do improv it's a it's a great tool for generating material it's a great tool for just working on your your performance muscles it's in thinking on your feet your writing in real time it's 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 a great it's a great exercise of those comedy muscles but it's not the same sport it's oh. like it's like you know for years you're a soccer player and then you get the big dream job you get drafted into the nfl where it's like okay being a soccer player you know it's nice to be fast and to change to pivot and have these leg muscles but right. this is not the same sport i i tell younger comedians who want to do sketch comedy like if your dream is to do snl or something like that start writing yesterday even if it's crap even if you hate everything you write it's so much nicer. Like um, I got hired the same year as Heidi Gardner and Chris mm -hmm. Red. Love them both. Uh, and I remembered Heidi came out of the Groundlings in Los Angeles, which is sketch comedy, you know, mostly. And, right. you know, just ha her having a manila folder of like, here's a bunch of stuff I've written, I've worked on. Here are things I have that are tangible I can hold in my hand. I remember being like, oh, man. I wish I had okay. written down some of the stuff that worked from those improv shows or written down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, I, I, absolutely. I understand. Yeah. Writing. I wish I had known that the, that a significant percentage of the job, especially as a new person at Saturday night live is being right. able to write sketches. Not that and I do you I just didn't have a bunch locked and loaded. Right now, now that you have that experience, do you think that there would ever be a possibility of, of being able to go back and, and be a part of the show? Be part Me? of the cast again? No. 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 And I don't think that I I I, I uh for many reasons I, I I was thankful for my my year there, but I don't think um it would be right to go back. Sometimes when you when you know I, any I, like other TV shows for sure done bit parts here and there and right. stuff, but it's like, as far as SNL goes, I think the, my ship has sailed there. I'm too damaged to now I'm like an abused dog where if you go to pet me, I'm right. like, yeah, I'm afraid I'll be punched. Right.
when people find out that you've that you've been on SNL, are they just instantly like, hey, be funny? Like just um typically do it. the typically the uh the like the standard question that I get because I I'm aware I'm gonna have to answer questions about Saturday Night Live probably till I die, uh, or until I do something more consequential right. than that, which death probably more likely. <laughs> um, but the thing I get asked the most is always like, "What's fill in the blank person like? Like, what's Pete like? Is Keenan cool? Is you know?" It's usually like, you know, less about like thought thoughtful questions like you're asking and more. Just a periphery, you know, is this it's the, friendly? Who's the biggest asshole kind of stuff? You know, it's Tom Wilson's question song. Exactly. Exactly. That's, uh, I mean, speaking of guitar comics, I mean, he's, I guess you can call him a guitar comic now, kind of as an actor, but, uh, you know, I did, I, 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 I as you can see, I'm a huge, huge back to the future fan. So I love me some Tom Wilson. So, Come on. um, so uh, before or we get to the next thing, I want to jump into a little segment that I call the Milo Beasley show frequently asked questions. These are going to be the same five questions that I asked to all my guests. There's no right, no wrong answers. I guess there's right answers, I suppose, but there's right. no wrong answers. It's got a uh, graphic, so you know it's good. <laughs> so uh, first thing that comes to your mind, question number one. Who was your first celebrity crush? I think the earliest time I remember being like, you know, she is very hot was um, Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Animated Daphne. That yeah. didn't translate into like a love of hentai or anything, but I just remember being like, uh, like not even being in kindergarten and being like redheads, I think. Is it? I think that might be something I like. <laughs> Did it carry on to adulthood? I'll tell you what, it, I got over pretty quickly that she um, was a, a a cartoon hand drawn in the seventies, uh, and I yeah I, I moved on pretty quickly. I think I, I think like maybe Sarah Michelle Geller Buffy might have been the next. What the which ironically she played Daphne, right in the Scooby Doo movie, and that's so I apparently it did not until now that maybe there's a link there, and something <laughs> deep is buried. But let's go let's go uh, Daphne <laughs> in all her forms. Fantastic. Question number two, what is your guilty pleasure song? So what's a song that you love playing? Doesn't matter if you're, if you're at a light, you turn it up. You don't care who's listening. Milo, I, I disagree with the framing of the question. I don't think that if you like a song, you should ever be guilty about it. I, there was definitely a period of time in my life where I, where I'm, where I would be ashamed about liking certain songs, but it's like, nah, if you like it, sing it loud and proud. And uh, for the longest time, I feel like maybe like maybe it was like a what a fool believes by the Doobie Brothers. Where I'm like, this is a cheesy like dentist office song. But I'm like, no. And like, call me maybe Carly Rae Jepsen. I mean, come on. There's right. certain things you just got to you just got to quit being a cool guy and just accept you like this song and it's good. Too many songs by Dua Lipa. I'm just like, yeah, I like it. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, all right. This is if you had to, would you, if your life depended on it, would you rather fight one giant duck or a hundred duck size horses? Classic, classic Reddit question, right? Classic Reddit AMA. Yep. And I think, 
And I've put a lot of thought into it. Same way that the hot dog is, is a hot dog, a sandwich type uh, Reddit question. I think you got to go a uh, hundred tiny horses. I, even though it's kind of like a compies from Jurassic park two type situation that could develop where I think that the death would be more, more prolonged and painful. If you were to die from a hundred tiny horses, it right. would be slower and they would, you know, take you out. Whereas a, a giant duck, you might just be, head bitten off right away done i think you stand a better chance against tiny horses i might have to agree i i i go back and forth on it you know like a hundred of anything is is tough and it but- also bears asking the question how t- how tiny are we talking are we talking knee high are we talking like six inches tall or because like a hundred six inch tall things let uh, me out no problem about yeah Maybe about a foot tall. I mean, like GI Joe sized horses. Oh, I mean, that, yeah. I mean, you could take out those. I think uh, GI Joe sized horses. I mean, that's a lot. A hundred is a lot. All coming at you at once. That's really. That's you. You don't stand a good chance either way, unless if the duck is like a two story building or something. It's it'll kill you. Right. I mean, it's only you know. It's probably what like what's it, like ten feet tall. That's still a giant tall. duck. That's still a pretty big duck. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite movie quote? Uh, the Jesse, the body Ventura from predator, the original predator um, with the big lip of chaw in, and they're and the guy's like, you're bleeding. And he does the, I ain't got time to bleed. So good. You're speaking to my heart. Dude. Original predator is so good. It's, it's, it's literally it, all there are are those lines it's like if it bleeds we can kill it it's all blood related yep. oh, yes all right and then our last question here so fill in the blank if blank was an olympic sport i would win a gold medal if writing songs about my uh, butt and wiener and where would you hang that gold medal Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd surgically attach it to my chest, like Tony Stark style. I'd have it it embedded. Man, these are some good, these are some answers that I've never heard anybody say before. So I'm really, really, really digging these. Hey, frequently asked questions, but rarely given answers. All right. And then our second uh, quick segment here is called the Milo Beasley show top five, or I'm going to ask you a random question and you're going to give me your top five, no particular order. Gotcha. Top five. Will Ferrell movies. Oh, top five. No particular order. You got to throw a step no brothers order. in there. I think you got to throw Zoolander in there. That's one that you don't think of. I feel like very often, but he like right. really brings it as Mugatu. Um, I mean, Anchorman, Talladega Nights. Those are two easy ones. I'm trying to think if there's another one that, you know, you know, one that I think doesn't get enough love that is extremely funny is uh, the other guys. He's really funny in the other guys. Right. With uh, Marky Mark. With Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. (laughs) All right. That's four. So one more, one more. Oh, snap. I'll throw Anchorman and Talladega Nights as two separate ones if I didn't get those. All right, fantastic. Yeah, I, man, I love Talladega Nights. It's uh, it's so, man, it's so good. It's so good. He's yeah. so 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 good. He hosted while I was at SNL and was like, that was like one of the people I was the most like starstruck, just getting to meet him. I just love him so much, and he was just the nicest man in real life too. 
Oh, that, that's great to hear. Uh, before we go, let's let's plug uh, Guitar Comic, your your album. Where can where can folks find it? Where can they listen to it? I'm assuming it's on the SoundCloud, like everything else. Oh, it's on there. Anywhere you can get music, um, and yeah, Spotify, all that good stuff. Apple Music, Google Play, all that. Yeah, Luke Knoll Guitar Comic. Um, I my website too, Luke Knoll. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's all the it's, it's all there. the socials. It's on the socials. Uh, and yeah, it's a uh, put it out in 2019, so some pre pre pandemic material. Uh, yeah. Are we going to get any, uh, did you do any writing during the, the pandemic? I, f I felt like I was like pretty much like 75% of the way to, to being, having the material for a new album, right. As the world shut down. And now that it's been so long, a lot of that stuff, even though I haven't recorded it feels stale to me, uh, even right. though yeah. it, I just need to get over that. But, uh, I, I definitely wrote a decent amount during the pandemic, but it was hard because I didn't want to talk about the pandemic in my in my act because I knew right, that's once what everyone else is open again, people are going to be done hearing about it. Right. You know? Absolutely. All right. So before we wrap up, where can folks find you on your social medias? Yeah. Hit me on the gram. Luke underscore null. I'm on there. I think you just type Luke null and I'll pop up on there. I think I'm the first one, but uh you know, Instagram, Twitter. I'm doing TikTok sometimes too because I'm just because I'm cool and I'm hip and I'm with it. You know? Yeah, I wish I could. I I have an account, but I'm not good at it, dude. I randomly posted a video from my uh, bachelor party, uh, and it went viral on TikTok. It got like a million views on TikTok, which is very silly. It was, yeah, very very silly. I did not expect people to like that at all, but. And, uh, and then you're like, oh, now you feel pressured to do the next million dollar video. My fiance is like, you should capitalize on it and make more videos like that. And I'm like, I think not. I think I might just go out on top. Like I released <laughs> one, one TikTok, and it's like killer. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Yeah. I will. Thank you again so much for, for taking the time to talk to me, man. Hey, I, uh, I super me, appreciate man. it. Now, uh, good luck with everything. And I look forward to, to, to watching more stuff with you and Shane. And, uh, uh, it's, Again, it's so funny and uh, best of luck and thank you all for watching and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.